0: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. Today, I'm bringing you an episode based on something I speak pretty often about to my clients and pretty much to whoever's around me. (laughs) Most women who come to me uh, to support them, they are looking for a completely different type of birth than either they've had or that people around them have had, but they oftentimes have difficulty explaining or clarifying. What they want and most of the time after digging a little bit and asking the right questions What women want is an undisturbed birth So today I want to talk about how to keep your birth undisturbed both at home and in the hospital So let's get into the show This is a different kind of podcast I'm a different kind of nurse and a different kind of doula. Hey there, my name is Allie McLean and I want to welcome you to the Empowered Birth Podcast. My mission here is to encourage you to strive for the best birth experience possible, knowing full well birth is unpredictable, but also knowing that you are powerful and you are able to make the best decisions for you. You're going to get information you won't hear in your basic childbirth education class, as well as stories of women and birth professionals who are stepping into their power and birthing their way. You're going to get all the information you need to confidently navigate your journey from pregnancy to postpartum. This podcast is for the woman who is wanting a natural childbirth, but feeling unsure in her ability to. She doesn't know her options, and she's feeling overwhelmed, looking for a guide. Is this you? Then stick around. You're exactly where you should be. All right, before I go further, let's talk about the definition of undisturbed. Webster's Dictionary describes undisturbed as, believe it or not, not disturbed, or not altered or interfered with. Now what this means depends on different women, but some of the things I usually hear when we're talking about the type of birth they want is, I don't want monitoring unless necessary, or I want to leave her at home as long as possible, or I want to be able to have the freedom to move and just do what I want. And often if they are planning a home birth, they describe the atmosphere and That's usually the main point. And they say things like, I want it to be quiet and calm, or I want the lights to be low, music to playing. I don't really want people talking to me. I just want to be left alone. Now, Dr. Sarah Buckley, she wrote an article explaining undisturbed birth for the Association of Improvement in the Maternity Services. And I love this definition she gives, so I'm just going to read it. She says, Undisturbed birth represents the smoothest hormonal orchestration of the birth process and therefore the easiest transition possible physiologically, hormonally, psychologically, and emotionally from pregnancy and birth to new motherhood and lactation for each woman. When a mother's hormonal orchestration is undisturbed, her baby's safety is also enhanced not only during labor and birth, but also in the critically postnatal transition from womb to world. Furthermore, the optimal expression of a woman's motherhood hormones, including the fierce protectiveness of her young, will ensure that her growing child is protected and well-nurtured, adding another layer of evolutionary fitness to the process of undisturbed birth birth matters. I will say over and over again, I love how she described undisturbed birth. And I talked further about this hormonal cascade and the beauty of how our bodies were designed to work during birth in a purely physiological capacity in episode five. So make sure you go back, listen to that to get a full picture about what I'm going to talk about today. So if we go back to Dr. Sarah Buckley's definition of undisturbed birth, I see some very important important parts to draw out. So when she says smoothest, she's making a strong point that you can have a smooth hormonal orchestration, but the goal of undisturbed birth is to have the smoothest transition that that's possible. So the best place, a very, very best place to have that smoothest transition and facilitation of this hormonal cascade is in the most familiar place possible. And that is at your home. And some women don't have that option. Or there are other reasons that home isn't a possibility. So they either choose to stay in a home-like setting at a hotel, a friend's home, or a center as that medium place. Now, women who have set their mind on undisturbed birth they understand the process and oftentimes this knowing is what is driving them to stay at home but being at home is not the only stipulation of having an undisturbed birth although it is a great first step because your environment really does matter but let's talk about the other things that may be involved at home that would help you achieve this physiological ideal of undisturbed birth and then We'll get into what you can do in the hospital setting to make it as calm as possible as well. So, number one, your provider. The type of provider matters. And just because you're hiring a home birth midwife does not mean you're going to have an undisturbed birth. Some midwives have a really hard time keeping hands off and staying quiet and letting your body do what it needs to do. And the more hands and bodies in the pictures, the less likely the hormone cascade will happen the way it was designed. Things to look for in a midwife if you want her to have a hands-off birth are her comfort level and her knowledge with the physiological birth process. Another thing to look out for is, not, is experience level. But I will say the more experience, not always the better. Because sometimes midwives become set in their ways. And something you could do or maybe ask during a consult is, um, how would you describe your role at birth? And if she explains how she likes to be there and, I don't know, have more hands-on support type of role, you might want to consider asking How she feels about having a hands-off birth and how she feels about you catching the baby and how she feels about your partner catching the baby, if that's what you want. And just kind of get an idea and feel for how she would operate during a hands-off birth. Another thing to keep in mind is your support team. I personally, and this is maybe a little bit different, but I love having a party at my birth. I feed off of the energy of those who I invite to to support me. and my last birth, I, I feel like I had so many people there, but they were so respectful and they were quiet. And most of the time I didn't even know they were there, but I did have energy and and receive energy off of them. I just felt their support. It was amazing. I had such a long labor and just knowing that they were there kept me going. So Everybody is different, but if you do want a support team, and this could include friends, this could include your mother, this could include your doula, and whoever else you want to invite into that that role. But some things to keep in mind is they need to know and be comfortable with the birth process because people are going to bring in their own bias, they're going to bring in their own fears and their own energy when it comes to birth. And when you are in a space that you are susceptible and you you receive different frequency, like frequency matters. And if somebody is letting off a frequency that is, um, you know, fearful, you may experience a stall in your labor. It's amazing how people in the room can really impact how you birth. So they need to be comfortable with that process. They need to be able to trust you and your decision-making as well as your instincts. It's so crazy how many women do kind of crazy things during their birth. If they are left to experience that hormonal cascade, to experience an instinctual labor. They may do some things, request some things, say some things that may seem abnormal, especially if your support team has never seen an instinctual labor before. So they need to be able to trust you so that you can do what you need to do to bring your baby into this world. And they need to be okay with just being. If an undisturbed birth is what you want, then the more talking, um, the more interruptions, the less likely you will be able to get into that zone and really allow the hormones to flow. Uh, I had, again, a lot of people at my birth, they were so quiet, so respectful of the process. It was long and it was hard, but they each know their role and didn't interfere with what I needed to do. I pushed for two and a half hours and I found afterwards a little four by six note card that my midwife had written on. She's like, she's been pushing two and a half hours and that's totally normal and it's okay. And she, instead of saying that out loud to people, she really focused on me and she let my my support team know that everything was okay kind of calm people down and but she didn't voice it out loud and I think that matters because I had no idea how long I had been pushing. I had no idea. So if I would have heard her I think I would have mildly freaked out. But it's just so good to know that your support team can just sit there and just be the last thing about your support team is that everybody has a role. And some people like me, again, like to have a lot of people, but I like to know that they're just in my home too. When I'm having a baby, I think I'm able to relax and just be because I know I have invited everyone into this space and that they all have a specific role. So I'm not thinking about, oh, I hope they're doing this, or I hope they're doing that. I plan that out beforehand. So some of the roles I have people do, of course, the midwife, her role is to observe step in if needed midwife assistant she mainly assists the midwife um she's not going to be you know hands-on and she doesn't operate like in a doula role she she mainly assists the midwife you know having a doula each doula is going to do different things at your birth but really again they work for you so if there's something you want them to do write that role down make sure she knows what you want her to be doing. My husband, he was my main support person. And just having husband and doula kind of switch off to give him a break, that's helpful. Photographer, I love pictures of home births. I mean, that pictures, normalizing the birth process was a huge help when I was planning my first home birth. So if you can get a photographer, do it. I highly recommend and then I had friends and what they did was they watched my daughter. They were their support person. So I liked having my daughter there. Um, but I knew that, you know, if she got overwhelmed or tired or bored. She would need somebody to be that support person and help her just pay her attention and give her snuggles if needed. Because mommy couldn't, they boiled water for the pool. They got me Jimmy John's after birth. And really, some of them just sat there and held space. And it was amazing. Uh, your environment, it really does matter when it comes to undisturbed birth. So while having a home birth is ideal, if that's what you're wanting, there are some things you can do in a hospital setting to help facilitate a hormone cascade. So home birth, ideal for undisturbed birth, but if that's not a possibility or that's not something that is even on your radar, we're going to at least make it as undisturbed as possible. So as many hormones. Can start working as they can. So, some things that you can do is labor at home as long as possible. If you want to be undisturbed, staying in your own environment as long as possible is truly helpful. Now, some people are nervous staying at home, and Mimi, I hear this all the time is, well, how am I gonna know when to leave? And this is where hiring a doula can come in handy because she can support you. During active labor at home, super helpful. Most of the time, doulas are trained to know when it's time to go into the hospital. They listen to the noises and just, you know, hear your body, see your posture change. But of course, at any time you feel like it's time to go, they will listen and say, "Okay," and support that. The further along you are in the labor the less a transfer is going to significantly interfere with the hormone cascade. So high adrenaline levels in early labor, which reflect activation of the women's fight or flight system in response to fear or perception of danger, have been shown to inhibit uterine contractions, therefore slowing or even stopping labor. Noradrenaline also acts to reduce blood flow to the uterus and placenta and therefore to baby that's against Sarah Buckley so when blood flow is reduced from the uterus and the placenta what do you think happens that heart rate you start to see changes in the heartbeat of the baby so fear is a huge makes a huge impact so again the later you transfer the less likely you're going to have a super High um, adrenaline level. Now, again, less strangers the better. <laughs> Who you have around you really does matter. At a hospital birth, the most familiar person is going to be your partner and then your doula. And the next person that will be familiar to you is your provider. But depending on what type of provider you have, they may or may not be in the room during your labor and may only come in at the very end of your birth when you birth your baby. You will have nurses that most likely you will have never met before. So if you are planning on birthing at a teaching hospital, again, residents, they're also likely to be in the room. So if you want an undisturbed birth, make sure you're speaking with your provider. Let them know that you would not like anyone in the room. That's unnecessary. And that means no extra nurses, no residents, no students. The less people interrupting you, the better. And especially towards the end, when you are pushing, you can push physiologically in the dark, in the quiet with as l- the least amount of people possible. The last thing is your provider. Your provider should know your desire for an uninterrupted birth. Really, the earlier they know this, the better. Having consistent communication and conversations about your desire is going to reinforce that importance and how important it is to you. Some things to keep in mind is asking if they have seen a natural birth before and one that is quiet and mother-led, especially when it comes to pushing. Um, The more noise and coaching that happens, the more likely that hormonal cascade is not going to happen the way it was designed, so your provider matters. The quickest and the easiest births I've witnessed are the ones where the mother takes full responsibility of her birth. Makes the decisions, sets her mind on what she wants, and normalizes the birth process for herself. She's gathered a support team around her that is experienced and knowledgeable about the type of birth she wants, and she is uninterrupted with respectful whispers and a knowing trust from those around her that she is capable. This right here is the support that every woman deserves to have. To end, I want to read the closing statement of the article I read earlier by Dr. Sarah Buckley, she, what she wrote on undisturbed birth. And I'll post the full link in the description below so you can read the whole thing. But she ends by saying, the full expression of these laboring hormones requires specific conditions that the laboring mother feels private, safe, and unobserved. This basic need is recognized by traditional systems of maternity care which prioritize the emotional well-being of the laboring woman and ensure that she is cared for in a familiar place with known and trusted helpers. These factors will keep her as calm and as relaxed as possible and her adrenaline levels low. Conversely, if she is not feeling private, safe, and unobserved in labor, her adrenaline levels will increase. Slowing labor and decreasing blood and oxygen supply to the baby, and leading to fetal distress for vulnerable babies. Our current maternity care system does not do for slow labor and fetal distress. Interventions used for these indications, such as synthetic oxytocin and cesarean surgery, can further interfere with the hormonal orchestration for mother and baby creating a cascade of intervention and depriving both of the ideal start that Mother Nature intends. As Professor Klusterman states so eloquently, spontaneous labor and a normal woman is an event marked by a number of processes so complicated and so perfectly attuned to each other that any interference will only detract from the optimal character. The only thing required from the bystanders is that they show respect for this awe-inspiring process by complying with the first rule of medicine, nil norsere, do no harm. For those of you who are wanting to dive deeper into what this may look like at home or at the hospital, you can book a 60-minute birth planning session to go through more ways specific to you and your desire for birth to have a blissful experience that you've been dreaming of. You deserve to be supported. So take this first step in having a blissful birth and schedule today by going to bit.ly slash birth prep session. Also, if you're looking for community support, make sure you join our free Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash empowered mamas tribe. We would love to walk alongside of you in your journey. This group is continuing to grow and morph and it's so exciting to hear all of these stories of women who are pursuing passionately an empowered birth. Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. If this was helpful to you, would you send this to a friend or would you leave a rating and review? This helps find more amazing guests to come on this show and thank you for your love and your support and your feedback it is such an honor to be here every week sharing my heart and my passion with you thanks again stay empowered thank you again for joining me on this episode of the empowered birth podcast i'm so excited to have you a part of the movement And if you haven't joined our private Facebook tribe yet, go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Empowered Mamas Tribe. We would love to have you there and a part of our community. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast.